From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. So full disclosure on my next guest, we are very good friends. As a matter of fact, he hired me when I was unemployed a number of years ago at the Olympic Oval. He was the general manager of the Olympic Oval. Uh, He is an Olympian. He's an author. He was an original member of Canada's Own the Podium program with Kathy Priestner and Todd Allinger. He was part of the Russian Own the Podium program. He's now working with China and their Own the Podium program. But on top of that, he has time to change expectations in Special Olympics. It's the, it's the name of his new book. I'd like to welcome in studio Jacques Thibault to the program. Mr. Thibault, good to see you, my friend. Yes, always a pleasure. Ah, uh, yes. So... You go from the high-performance world, and you're still working in the high-performance world, working uh, with China and, and on the podium. Uh, you're now in the Special Olympics world. And, and, and first of all, I guess we should explain. For, for Maybe some people don't understand. You know, we have the Olympics. Everybody knows about that because we had the 2026 vote. We have the Paralympics. But this is not the Paralympics we're talking about. This is Special Olympics. So ex- explain, first of all, Special Olympics. Yeah, Special Olympics basically is a movement uh, of sport for people with an intellectual disability. Uh, so they're in the same basic uh, things as the Olympics, and the Paralympics are also part of the same movement. But it's it's people that would have like more of a disability that's right. physical, right? So you might have a, a arm that's not working or something like that. So we're working, we're talking right now with people with a, an intellectual disability. Intellectual, and and it's amazing how far the world has come in what thirty or forty years. Because you know, back in the day, we we're like, oh my goodness, my child has autism. We've got to put them in an institution. That's not the way the world works anymore. No, like uh, because of things like the Autism Society, the, the, the Special Olympics movement, basically it gave a chance to people with a disability, like the intellectual disability, to experience basically way more, get out of institution, experience the world, can grow as, a, as an individual and contribute to society. Uh, but it's, you know, like it, it, it was definitely a first step. Now, basically, uh, my, my uh, thing was to write a book about what we could do to advance these mm-hmm. causes even more. Well, you know, it's interesting because I know you're, you're very passionate about sport. And I have never seen you so passionate about something after you came back, you know, from your first experience with Special Olympics. Uh, why, why were you so passionate about Special Olympics? Well, you know, like, like most people, I had no idea. So I thought for sure, like, you know, going from, you know, Olympic athletes, uh, gold medalists, you know, some amazing athletes from the, you know, in Calgary year. Uh, and I was going to go to a Special Olympics and I thought for sure, you know, I'm going to be there, you know, pat somebody in the back and then go go back home and, you know, I've done my deed. Yeah, say, my, well done, well done. I did my, yeah, I did my deed and I can go on to the real world. But I realized really, really quickly that the potential of these guys and girls were amazing and why they were not so good at what they were doing was not because they couldn't. It was because they were in a situation where it was impossible for them. And I said, well, like, of course we can do something to, to get these guys uh, to be better. So mm-hmm. at the time, they were getting ready for the national games, you know, and uh, there was in Vancouver at the time. And um, they, we were asked, can you do something to get them to perform at a higher level there? And obviously, it was like, a, you know, a big flash that came from the sky kind of thing. Yeah, like, uh, you know, like with athletes like this, you do a little bit and you get a huge, huge improvement. And then when you work with, you know, international athlete, 
uh, you have to do a lot and a lot to get minimal improvement. Mm-hmm. So it was for me very, very easy to get involved right away. Well, you know, and that's what's so interesting because participation is very, very important for, for not only able body athletes, para, para athletes, uh, but for special a- athletes as well. But the fact of the matter is, just like able body athletes, you have to actually practice what you do if you're going to get better. And I think special O athletes, what you're telling me is they can get better with practice and with the proper coaching and direction. Yeah, like I've been involved now for almost eight years. I want to do all a mission, you know, like uh, lots of times with an elite athlete that are in mm-hmm. the, the, the Olympics and, and my half of the other time with people that have a disability and the biggest problem I find is that you, uh, you know, like to be really good at something, you know, you've probably heard of the 10,000 hour that you have to be uh, practicing in order to be, you know, like top of your games. You want to be Tiger Woods, 10,000 hours. Yeah. So one of the problem with this is like special Olympics, example, athletes are practicing only one hour a week. So you, it would take them over 200 years to get good at something if you thinking that it's 10,000 hours is an objective to do that. So uh, it's not that they couldn't or they can't. It's basically, you know, we just have to change basically the expectations about what mm-hmm. is possible and what, what we should be able to do. And then uh, these, uh, these amazing athletes will, you know, have uh, more self-confidence, be more independent uh, contribute so much more to society and to themselves, basically. Give us some examples, because I, I know you, you've talked about some short track athletes that couldn't do crossovers, you know, just were happy to get out on the ice. But now they are not only doing crossovers, they're skating times almost as fast as able-bodied athletes and training with the with able athletes. Well, like in, in all the sports, basically, that we've been doing 18 different sports, uh, <clears throat> athletes that are uh, that have been, you know, changing basically their, their schedule of instead of once a week and being able to get the support that they need to, to be better, you would never know that they're Special Olympic athletes. Is that right? Like when you look at them, you know, we have some athletes that, that run the 100 meters in 11.0. I can't do that. Oh, my God. Like not too many people <laughs> can do that. That's really, really fast. That there would be, you know, uh, like even for uh, top, top uh, sprinters, this right. is really good times. Uh, we have our speed skaters that are, you know, uh, you would look at them, you say, okay, this, these guys are really good. And the, the idea that we do and that one of the things that the book basically is putting forward is that you don't need 10,000 hours to be able to be, to, to be good at your sport or to have the basic skills. You need to be able to uh, divide these skills into chunks that you can practice for 20 hours or so, and then you can actually acquire this. And then, so what we, you know, if you're talking about dribbling, you know, a ball without looking and if you do an hour a day and you do that for five days a week and you do that for a month, you get really good at what Mm -hmm. I do at this and same with golf and same with skating and same with all these sports. So by putting basically this new uh, expectation, if you like, into the the life of of our athletes and coaches, we have been able to get to this level that's so amazing. I think it is amazing because, you know, I, I know some of your coaches, I've read your book, and I, I will say this, some of the skills, and it's about skill development, and you have to learn the skill before you can move to the next stage. Let's talk about golf for a second, because I think this is so unique. You talk to any golfer, and there's a lot of guys that just like, are gals too, that just like to get out, you know, and play a round of golf. But your your technology and your your step program with golfers, maybe just explain it first of all. Yeah, like uh, you know, we we work with 
with professional golfer too. But basically, what what happened is the uh, people with a disability, uh, intellectual disability, have have lots of trouble if you you put many 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 requirements at the same time. So, example, keep your arms straight and turn your shoulders and bend your knees and be so far from the balls and stuff like that. So. In order for a program like this to be really effective, we would divide the skills into uh, chunks so that the idea would be that once you learn your basic skills, you will be able to go on the, on the golf course, play around with whoever in the two hour and 15 minutes, and you're not going to be holding up anybody. So we start usually by having the, the, our athletes uh, practicing, example, an hour a day for 20 hours, and they have to be able to hit the ball 100% of the time. So you put the ball on the tee, right. practice, and then you with working with the coach, and when they can do 100% of the time hitting the ball, Make then contact. they go to the next level, the next thing. The next thing for them would be you need to be able to hit the ball 100 yards to 150, seven times out of 10 in the fairway. In the fairway, seven yes. out of 10. Yes, and that's... That's not easy to do. That's not easy to do, but uh, Jokic, we had some people during the summer, actually, I have a cottage in Invermere, and they, was, they were practicing there at Copper Point uh, with, uh, with the, the pros there. And we had some of the athletes that were, after the summer, able to do this and to go to the three or four different steps and playing under 50 with people that had, that, with disability that had never played never before. Never played golf, and they Not shot under 59 holes. Yes. And again, it's, it's all about skill development. Learn the skill. Make contact, first of all. Then you progress to the next skill, which is hitting the ball 100 to 150 yards, seven times out of 10 in the middle of the fairway. And then, obviously, you have to move to chipping. And so once you've learned all of the skills, then you say... Now, let's go tackle the, the golf course. Basically, yeah, it's like that. So in the book, we give the example right now of golf, but there's 18 different sports, sports like that where it's all divided in, in, in little chunk or yeah. abilities, basically. You know, that's why I find the book so interesting. And I, I made this comment to you after I read it. I said, I wish I would have read this book before I coach my kids with Timbit Soccer because I know nothing about soccer. I was a volunteer coach. I just had to, you know, go out and, you know, go run, go kick the ball. You know, I tried to make it fun for the kids. I could actually, as a volunteer coach, could have used the same steps in this book. And I think my Timbits team probably would have been a lot better. It, it, it's it's something uh, you know that works for everybody. That's what that's that's you know one of the things. Example with golf, we realized really quickly that actually the pro that was teaching was starting now to teach you know people that don't have disability with the same type of system because it's it, it makes lots of sense because it's not complicated. And it's not everybody that wants to be Tiger Woods. Like lots of people right. just want to be able to play around. And then if you want to be Tiger Woods, then you go to intermediate skills, which is a different program, you know, after, after mm-hmm. you've learned your basic, your basic step. But in general, it, uh, the result of this has been amazing. Jacques Thibault is a special guest in studio. Uh, Changing Expectations in Special Olympics. That's the name of his book. I'm very curious. What kind of, what kind of reaction are you getting, first of all, from the parents? Well, you know, like like the, the the book's just been out for about a month, a month and a half, and it's amazing. Like I have engagement to speak now. Uh, like I think I've got five in the next seven days, uh, and it's really uh, uh, been something that's been taken by everybody, and they have seen and they like. We're not talking about elite, right? You're no. talking you're talking about your normal person that wants to go and play around the golf with their, with their uh, child that have a disability, and they can, and they will be able to, to achieve that because the, it, the, before the expectation was, well, you know, like who wants to go and spend two hours on two holes, you know, because they can't play. 
And now it's, it's, the parents are so shocked that they have actually to themselves be better to be able to play with their kids, which is amazing too. Changing expectations. Yeah, that's the and, and so what about the reaction from the, uh, from the athletes? Because they must be loving it because somebody believes in them. Not only that, but they, you, you, you've, you've uh, you know, like some of the people who were talking there about golf, they are, the parents told me that the, the kid just thinks about golf, looks at golf all day. That's his only thing that he's focused on this. He can't wait to go practice. He has found a passion where it's something that he's good at, where he can, be, can excel. And really, if we're talking about changing expectation, is changing life, that's really the case. It is so important. Yeah. So important for these, uh, for these young athletes. It, it brings the self-confidence, the independence. Mm-hmm. Like they can go to the driving range, they can go to the club. They are part of the society even though they, they have a disability. Like it's, so when you think that, you know, in the 80s, they were an institution, and now you can see where you can be uh, somebody that function and that, that mm-hmm. contribute and is happy. And uh, that's amazing to me. That's why I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. Well, and, and, and you can see the, and hear the passion in your voice, shock, which is uh, fantastic. So you take, you know, a special Olympian that has basically, you know, gone through the program and has become an elite athlete because they can become elite athletes, right? And so, you know, you, you, take, you, you take another, you know, very skilled, you know, able-bodied athlete. Uh, do, do they have similar skills, you know, when it's all said and done? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, like everybody, and, and I wanted just before, I know the time's going, right. but I wanted to make sure that like uh, all proceeds for this goes back, especially to Special Olympics. Yes, I was going so to mention that. Yes. Yeah, it's not uh, something uh, uh, and, and to buy equipment and, you know, they, they basically they need all that stuff. And uh, so they have the time and they have the this, this solution now. Basically, they have the, the skills to develop. Mm-hmm. And lots of times they will need, example, the golf club or they need the place to play and all that stuff. So this whole thing is, is linked basically to giving the chance. Right. To, uh, well, th- again, you did this. You, you, no one makes money out of a book in this day no. and age, not in Canada. And, and you certainly don't. And, uh, you know, you obviously, when somebody buys the book and wants to follow the book, uh, it's I think it's a $35 purchase price. And you say... is. Is it not that much? How much is no, it? No, I think it's about $10. Oh, is it? I thought it was yeah. more than that. Okay. I, I got mine for free. Um, I got to make a $10 donation to Special Olympics, obviously, from that standpoint. But all the money goes right back into, uh, into Special Olympics, yeah. which, is, uh, which is fantastic. And, and where can, if somebody's interested, if they want more information, where can they find more the, information? The best place to go is uh, it's to go in, in, uh, on the website, and it's uh, uh, changing expectation with a S in Special Olympics with a S, all in one word, dot com. And you will have all the information and a uh, place where you can have it and more, even more, uh, like you can also... Um, you can get a hard copy, you can get a downloadable, downloadable yeah, a PDF copy. PDF copy, like the idea is to circulate to this mm-hmm. to as many people as possible. Is this something that, you know, right now it's, it's more in Western Canada, but could this be worldwide? That's, that, that would be the expectation for me, <laughs> my own <laughs> right. expectation. Yeah, like, I mean, the, you know, like some of our athletes that I've been working with, are going to world's games and they're going to like amazing experience uh, because they are getting good at what they do. But if they are getting good in the other province or the other countries are not doing anything and people aren't, are staying basically at a very low level, it's kind of a unfair, mm-hmm. you know, things to do and give all this thing. So I'm, I'm hoping that this is something that's going to go around the world and for everybody. You know, good on you for changing expectations, John. That's good stuff. Uh, thanks so much for dropping in.
Thank you, Jacques. Jacques Thibault, uh, again, Olympian, author, original member of Canada's Own the Podium program, now giving back to Special Olympics, changing expectations in Special Olympics. That is the name of the book. We've got to take our final time out. When we come back, uh, we're going to get to the Sports Geek of the Day. Go nowhere. Keep it locked on 770 CHQR.